This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery. The combination of a strain on workforce and then rising acuity as patients get sicker and require more skilled nursing staff and more workforce to care for them, it's creating a perfect storm for healthcare systems and creating this level of stress and strain that they've never seen before. Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host, Tori Ritchie. I asked two of our principals who spend much of their time with our members tackling their toughest questions to join today. Today, we're going to discuss what they're hearing in the field, how the focus of health systems executives is changing, and what they expect will be some key challenges that we'll lean into this year. Heidi Pandia, Melissa Throckold, thanks for joining today. Really looking forward to hearing from you both. What are the strategic concerns that are top of mind for members these days? Heidi, let's start with you. Thanks, Tori. This goes back to pre-pandemic or right around 2020 when there was so much uncertainty at the beginning of the pandemic and clients are asking what's the right time horizon for which they should be planning. SG2 is so well known for our forecast and we can help organizations to plan out for the next three, five, 10 years. But what are the right timeframes within that? Should organizations be looking out over the next one to three year horizon, planning for that uncertainty, planning for those ebbs and flows that we've seen happen through COVID that is top of mind for many of our clients and members today, as well as we hear this very often workforce. Looking back over the past few years and what everyone has really been feeling in the impact of COVID and the burnout, workforce is top of mind for many of the clients that we're talking to. Melissa, what are your thoughts there? Heidi, workforce is even being challenged by another key trend that we're seeing as a result of the pandemic is really rising acuity in patient population. The combination of a strain on workforce and then rising acuity as patients get sicker and require more skilled nursing staff and more workforce to care for them, it's creating a perfect storm for healthcare systems and creating this level of stress and strain that they've never seen before when you couple the two together. Totally agree, Melissa. We think about the stress and strains, the workforce, the rising acuity, which is causing capacity challenges across the board. And that's also a very hot topic that I know we're hearing from members and clients all over the nation right now. And how do they manage those issues? Definitely a lot of interest in capacity planning and thinking about service distribution as it relates to workforce in a lot of ways. Hospital systems are realizing that they don't have the workforce to sustain the kind of operations they've had in the past. We have a lot of clients starting to ask us, we've traditionally been all things to all people, and we don't have the workforce to support being all things to all people in the community. And we need to start thinking about how do we distribute our services differently? Do we start to consolidate services in a particular hospital to enable us to have the right workforce to care for the right patients at the right time. It's a perfect storm of workforce challenges, rising acuity, capacity constraints all coming together to really challenge the healthcare system to think about how do they do things differently. Makes sense. When we think about those emerging themes that you're hearing from folks, how has that then translated into some of the work that you've been working on recently? What are some of the top concerns that members are coming to our consulting team with? We have a really interesting project that we've recently engaged in that I think is challenging how we think about providing care and the ways that we do that. 
We have an academic medical center that is a part of an integrated health system that approached us. The top of mind issue for them is thinking about strategic growth and how does strategic growth relate to innovating the current care model they have. They are a hospital that currently is looking to build a new patient care tower for their academic medical center and consolidate two patient care towers down into one. And they're actually hedging their bets that they're going to need less beds in the future. If you believe in all the predictions that we've made in all of our forecasts, that's what we are suggesting as well. They've brought us in to say, if we are going to need less beds in the future, then how do we think about this greater ecosystem that we're a part of? How do we think beyond the four walls of our academic medical center and think about how care is provided across our community hospitals as well as our outpatient assets? For us and them, the challenge becomes, what does a new innovative care model look like that is focused on keeping patients in the community close to home and really deciding how services are best distributed from a quaternary and tertiary perspective among an academic medical center as well as community hospitals? It's about what stays in the community hospitals versus goes into the academic medical centers as it may be happening today. And really then what does the focus of the academic medical center of the future become such that it supports growth of the greater ecosystem that they're a part of in the community hospitals? But it's a bit about understanding how that quaternary and tertiary care is going to grow in the future, understanding what we call at SG2, that messy middle, and then understanding what's primed to decant out of the hospital into the home. And how do you set that up, not just for one asset within a health system like an academic medical center, but also how do you think about that across your entire ecosystem within your health system, whether it's the academic medical center, the community hospitals in relation to the academic academic medical center, and then the outpatient assets that you have in relation to both the academic medical center and the community hospitals. Melissa, I think about that project from the perspective of working with community hospitals that are asking the same question, but in the other direction and saying, I'm a community hospital or I'm a rural hospital. How do I work with it and partner with? And I'm starting to see some new partnership opportunities evolve around, I'm community, I'm rural. What are the partnerships I need with the academics so that I'm sending the higher acuity to the right place and I can keep what I should here in the community? What do I transition into a different setting. Every single day I'm on calls about home-based care and what can organizations do to stand up, whether it's hospital at home, or I'll even take a step back and say across the SG2 system of care, what are the home-based care solutions that allow for organizations to care for patients and truly keep them out of the hospital? Going back to what we were saying about the capacity issues organizations are facing today. So really a lot of projects coming up and a lot of question and comments from our members and our clients around what to do in these various settings? And then how do they partner and how can they work differently going into the future? And I think partnerships is being looked at in a more creative way now more than ever. It's hospital system to hospital system. It is industry. There are industry players through our life science and industry practice that we've learned about that want to better support hospital systems and thinking about what does the future of healthcare delivery look like. It's getting creative and looking at other industries outside of healthcare that have done things differently that maybe healthcare can learn from. 
there's not a week that goes by that we're not in some sort of conversation around strategic partnerships, whether they be things that you normally traditionally think of, how to partner maybe a specialty hospital with a broader healthcare system, but also how to think really creatively around the healthcare system across the U.S. in totality, and even how do members of industry play a part in that and how can they help in some of these areas where support hospitals and health systems that are struggling from a capacity standpoint or even an innovation standpoint. There's not enough workforce to go around. So as we think about where the resources are, how do we come together in those new and innovative ways back to the, not everyone has to be all things to all people. Let's find those new and innovative ways that we can work together and utilize the resources that we can share together. And as we think about resource allocation, we recognize that hospitals by and large are being asked to do more with less. And so that's where those partnerships and those innovative care pathways really become important. And I'm curious, as we have seen rising acuity across all patients, across all sites of care, are our community hospitals thinking through how they provide higher acuity services so they don't necessarily have to rely on the AMC that's down the street so that they are able to retain some of those volumes and keep those people closer to home? Every hospital system is really focused on what you just said, Tori. How do we keep patients closer to home? We know patients do better when they receive care closer to home because they have access to the support systems they have, whether it be family and friends to help support them, whether it just be the comfort of knowing where you are and what's surrounding you as you're struggling with an illness. Absolutely. Hospital systems, even smaller hospital systems in hospitals are certainly considering that. Where the challenge comes into place is just from a workforce standpoint. Until we can get over the hurdle of this period of the great resignation, hospital systems are just going to continue to be challenged from a workforce standpoint and are going to have to continue to think creatively from a service distribution. And really, where do you double down in terms of growth and opportunity, whereas they can't focus on being all things to all people anymore? It just doesn't make sense for them to execute on their strategic priorities in that way. That's where those partnerships come back in as well, because from a patient perspective, you want them to be in the right setting for their level of acuity. And so really working and thinking about that independent community hospital and how they partner with an academic so that the patient's getting that right level of care and the services are available to them. And even thinking about that right setting, Heidi, studies have shown from a home-based care perspective that outcomes are better and patient satisfaction is better when patients can receive care in the home. That's something that the industry is focused on as well as they think about how do you transition services into the home. Absolutely. That early research on the home-based care shows that the length of stay has decreased for some of these patients, that the outcomes are beginning to show improvements. Still early in the research, but still a lot of great positive early research or insights into what can take place and keeping that patient close to home. And it's that convenience care that people are looking for and the ability to have the positive energy of their family around them and their loved ones around them. This is fantastic, Heidi and Melissa. Thank you for diving into some of this project work. And I'm curious, we've covered some really hot topics. What do you want listeners to take away from this? What can they do to aid the prioritization of the strategic initiatives they might be working on? That's a great question, Tori. And there have always been a lot of priorities on the agenda of a health system, hospital system, executive team's plate that I think now more than ever, there are more priorities. And what I would recommend is finding a way to work as an executive team to really look at those priorities and put them all out on a big whiteboard and talk about the comment earlier that we can't be all things to all people. That is so relevant. 
really working to put all of your priorities out on paper or a big whiteboard, and then maybe seeking outside input, whether it's somebody outside of your executive team, but within your organization who can help facilitate a conversation, whether it's a community member or a board member who's close to your health system that's an outside viewpoint looking in, or whether it's an organization like SG2, Vizient, who could come in and just really challenge you on where the greatest need is in your health system and in your community and what you need to be focused on today, understanding that really focus is the priority. There's a lot of priorities. There are a lot of things happening. And how do you think about that and what needs to be done in the near term and then the midterm and the long term and laying that out? Because when you have too many priorities, what is that saying? Nothing gets done when you've got too many things on the to-do list. So really thinking about how do you focus on what needs to get done this year versus in the next three years versus the next three to five years. I would totally ditto what Melissa just said. I was recently working with an organization and they needed to take that thoughtful pause. As SGT went in to support them, they were looking at their priorities across quality, across patient experience, across financial and across growth and had so many priorities because over the past two years, things had stalled and they needed someone to come in, an outsider, to really just help them reevaluate and prioritize and say what helps us to achieve our strategic goals and how do we continue to move forward? So often we get caught up in the, there's so much to do, so I'm not going to move forward. And they needed that outsider to help them say, to where you're headed, this is how we think you should prioritize it. And here's why. And let us help you get started. That was what they needed to be able to go, okay, this makes sense. This is the return on doing those items. And here's the why. And it helped them go forward to their board and to their colleagues within the organization and even physicians and the various stakeholders and say, here's what we're prioritizing. This is why we're prioritizing it. And we're going to move forward and we're going to take that step. And what's so important about taking that step is sometimes we're scared of what the outcome may be. But when you're agile and you're nimble and you're monitoring and able to say, okay, this was going down this path, we may need to pivot. And being able to monitor to be able to do that quickly is important. And we were able to help them get there too. Heidi, you used a word that I think is really important, the word forward. And I feel like we've all been in a holding pattern for the last couple of years with COVID, unprecedented times, as they say. Now we're starting to really come out of that. And it is really all about taking ourselves off of pause and saying, how do we move forward? That's a really important thing to think about. Just that continuous forward movement, whether it be in big steps or small steps. And how as an organization do we keep focusing on forward? Excellent point, Melissa. Heidi, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been such a fun conversation. And to our listeners, I hope that you can apply some of today's discussion to the strategic planning initiatives that your organization is working through. Thanks so much for listening to SG2 Perspectives. As always, I really value your feedback, input, comments, or ideas for episodes. And you can reach us at sg2perspectives at sg2.com. Additionally, I recommend that you check out some of the other Vizient podcasts, which cover a range of clinical and operational areas. Those can all be found at vizientinc.com backslash podcasts. Mm-hmm.